Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome to the morning sports briefing on the 28th of April. Uh, here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Yes, we are here at 8am every single morning. And first off, well done, New Zealand. We have survived level four um, and we have uh, flattened the curve into level three. Now, now, please remember, it's not that different from level four uh, for me. In fact, it's going to be pretty much exactly the same. So uh, for everybody else out there as well, please do check the rules and do stick with the rules and stick in your bubble and all of that kind of stuff, folks. Let's beat this together and let's eliminate the old bug. In news today, we have F uh, FIFA proposed more substitutions. Player receives ban without playing. Um, New Zealand Rugby, so Super Rugby review, but I thought they just signed a contract for the next five years of how to run Super Rugby. Anyway, um, players apologise for cultural camping um, and Formula One delay another race. So let's get straight on to that football news. Um, FIFA have proposed that uh, an increase in substitutions uh, to five substitutions substitutions um, to help with congested play. Um, the idea is that it's because team because leagues will be playing a lot more games in a, in a short or, or more shorter period of time uh, that uh, increased substitutes will help with player welfare. How's it going to work? Um, in competitions where less than five substitutes are currently allowed, teams can now use up to five substitutes to join the match. The five substitutions would be allowed within a maximum of three slots as well as during half time. Uh, the possibility of an additional six substitution during extra time will remain. Um, a dispensation will be given to all national team games until the 31st of December 2021, so the end of next year, um, if national teams want to take part in that. Also over in the UK, the uh, Premier League season um, has uh, stepped up with Project Restart happening. Arsenal, Brighton and West Ham have opened their training grounds to players for individual work um, as of Monday, um, with the uh, league hoping to restart on the 8th of June. Um, and that would require full training to begin by the 18th of May. Now, the 18th of May is a special day, folks. I hope you're all ready for that day because it's my birthday. So remember, on the 18th of May, to wish me happy birthday. I'm going to hand you over now to Ashwin for our cricket news. 
Good morning, everybody, and I hope Steve's taken notice of that so he can include it in his birthday list on the Sports Morning Briefing on the 18th of May. Got that, Steve? You got, got that? Anyhow, on to the cricket news. Player receives ban without playing. Not quite correct, but, you know, I'll get into the details of that, how that worked out. Umar Akmal has been handed down a three-year ban from all cricket. He's had reason he's received that is for two breaches of the PCB's anti-corruption code. Effectively, the breaches relate to non-disclosure approaches or invitations made to him to to Akmal. The approaches that were received were before the 2020 PSL tournament, which is the equivalent of the Pakistan's IPL. Moving on to England and Oakwell Sports Advisory have recommended the ECB look into selling stakes in franchises to raise cash to put back into the game. Oakwell, who assisted the private equity company CVC by their rugby investments, proposed allowing businessmen to buy into franchises similar to the structure used in the IPL in India. Oakwell have been mentioning various fundraising methods to the ECB, which I'm sure are greatly received, and believe the latest recommendations would have would garner a lot of interest from businessmen in India. Basically, the IPL is owned by Indian businessmen, or sort of. And then more players have weighed into discussion around legalised ball tampering. Michael Holding under, doesn't understand why the ICC want to ban saliva and sweat. Wakar Yunus doesn't believe it's possible to stop players using saliva and sweat. Asa Mahmood is curious on how the substance being used will be monitored and, who's the, and how they're going to make sure that the right amount is applied. Whilst Alan Donald absolutely agrees with legalised ball tampering, but just not with bottle tops. Anyway, tune into Swinging from the Hips right here on New Zealand Sports Radio on Thursday at 8pm, where Rohit, Taryn and I will dwell further into this issue and expand on what those players are talking about. Anyway, Paul, that's all for Cricket News today. Hello, Paul. Come in, Paul. Hello, yes, I'm there. Yeah, sorry, yes, don't worry, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm <laughs> taking a long run up, that's all. Um, good morning. I'm going to hand you over now to Stephen for our birthdays. Yeah, obviously, uh, lockdown level three, it's uh, playing tricks on Paul this morning, but welcome everybody to what is uh, lockdown three, and if you got out to McDonald's early this morning, good on you. In birthdays this morning, a triathlete legend, born in Durban, but starred for the All Blacks, and finally, a solid performing triathlete. Chris Gemmell is a New Zealand triathlete and 2002 a World Aquathon champion in Cancun, Mexico. He also completed competed at the 2002 and 2006 Commonwealth Games, finishing sixth and fifth respectively. Chris Gemmell has been racing on the International Triathlon Union ITU World Cup circuit since 1998 and has numerous wins and podium finishes. Chris Gemmell, born this day, 28th of April, 1977, in Palmerston North. Chris is 43 today. Now on to Andrew Mertens, who is a former New Zealand Rugby Union footballer. He was regarded as a top first five, having played first for Canterbury in 1993 before being selected for the All Blacks in 1995, especially selected at the Rugby World Cup. After his move to England and later to France, he helped his first three clubs to promotion into their country's top flight. He first joined Harlequins in England, 
where in his first season he played a major factor in leading the freshly relegated club to an immediate return to the top-level Guinness Premiership. After seeing Harlequins successfully through to their first season back in the Premiership, he went to the ambitious Pro 2 D2 club Toulon for their 2007-2008 season, where Toulon won the right to secure an immediate return to top 14. He remained in the Pro D2, moving to another ambitious side, Racing at Metro for the second straight season. His team won the Pro D2 crown and a spot in the top 14. Andrew Philip Mertens, born this day, the 28th of April, 1973, in Durban, South Africa. Andrew is 47 today. Now, finally, on to Hamish Carter, who is a New Zealand triathlete, or formerly a New Zealand triathlete. He won the gold medal in the triathlon at the 2004 Summer Olympics, his second Olympic Games. Carter also competed on the International Triathlon Union World Cup circuit as a professional for many years, culminating in a silver medal in 2006 before announcing his retirement early in 2007. During his international career, he won 12 ITU World Cup races. Carter won the bronze medal in the triathlon at the 2002 Commonwealth Games and then went on to win the triathlon gold medal at the 2004 Summer Olympics, defeating fellow New Zealander Bevan Doherty's Carlos Carter's time was 151.07.73, less than eight seconds faster than Doherty. Hamish Clive Carter, born this day, the 28th of April 1971 in Auckland. Hamish is a 49 today. I think anybody who can think back to that uh, Commonwealth Games race between uh, Carter and uh, Doherty, it was pretty amazing, you've got to say. And that's it for birthdays. I'll be back shortly with League News. Thank you very much, Stephen. Don't forget, you can join us at 8am every morning for the Morning Sports Briefing, where it's the best way to start your day up to date with all the important sports news. And New Zealand Rugby have announced that they are doing a review into Super Rugby. Now, they already had a review going on into Super Rugby, um, which obviously has five franchises in the Blues, Chiefs, Hurricanes, Crusaders and Highlanders, um, because those uh, franchises are all up for renewal this year. But this is going to be a wider ranging review. Um, and New Zealand Rugby have stated that they do still have um, full um, support of Sanzar uh, and that side of things. Um, but this would be a wide range review, including representatives from each of those five franchises, um, also uh, representatives from the broadcasters and also from outside um, people as well. Um, the, uh, the What is interesting, though, is that the players are not being involved in this discussion um, to try and uh, revitalize that uh, competition. So um, that is a, uh, a, a big um review going on now. We'll see if anything comes out of it. But I say, with a five-year contract in place with New Zealand Rugby and Sanzar as to how it's supposed to be structured over the um, over the immediate future, it's interesting to see what they're actually going to be discussing. Also, um, a Welsh rugby website has come out with the top 15 earners in the world. Um, and at that top of that list is Charles Piertau and Henri Pollard at just over $2 million a year. The only New Zealand-based player is Bowden Barrett, who clocks in at apparently just over $1 million a year. Now, none of these um, salaries are public knowledge, so there is a lot of uh, investigative guesswork going on here. Um, I think perhaps one of the players who is doing the best um, for himself uh, out of anybody 
has got to be the fact that Steve Luatua is apparently the fifth highest earner in the world. Uh, so, so 1.3 million US uh, million US dollars a year. That is an impressive um, amount there. I think it's US dollars. It might be a, uh, whatever kind of dollars it is. It's still a lot of money um, there. Uh, Austrian Stephen, you remember Luatua from his time with the Blues? Um, fifth best player in the world. I rate him. Oh, well, I don't know about fifth best player in the world, but I actually rate him. And I mean, obviously, we haven't been able to see him play a lot in recent times being over there, unless you get up and watch in that, that sort of early morning games or watch highlight programs. But look, I was, when, when he left New Zealand rugby, I was like, oh, geez, people just don't know what we're missing out on. Um, the guy had um, great skills. Um, you know, he was a fantastic basketball player. And we, we know, we've talked about previously on rugby shows about how basketball sort of the skill sets you bring from basketball into rugby are, are be quite handy and useful. So, you know, I rate him quite highly. Yeah, cool. I, I, I agree. I agree with you, uh, Ashwin. I think one of the real strengths of, of Stephen Lua too, not of it only as a, a line-out, but aerial forward, but I think his ability to, to basically find a really, really good angle to get over the advantage line, didn't always run into, run into contact like a lot of players do just ran really really good angles always got over the advantage line i actually believe he's the sort of player who should have played a lot more games than the number six jersey for the all blacks but hey that's just my opinion yeah 100 percent. good player but i think a bit overrated at that value to be honest personally um but there you go and according to Austin, i don't know rugby so that's fine i'm gonna hand you out over <laughs> to Stephen Harris for the league update <laughs> yeah and there's some uh, interesting league news around this morning We'll start with uh, Melbourne winger Josh Adokar and South Sydney fullback Latrell Mitchell have issued apologies for breaking social distancing rules on the weekend. Photos of Mitchell, Adokar and Knights squad member Tyrone Robert Davis were posted on the Storm's Instagram account on the weekend showing them breaking the government's social distancing rules by being closer than 1.5 metres apart and gathering in a large group. The NRL described the actions as a trio as disappointing and unacceptable breach of health orders. Adokar and Mitchell took to Instagram on Monday afternoon to explain their actions and apologise for any hurt caused. Firstly, I'd like to apologise for my actions this weekend. Nothing was intentional or deliberate. A couple of family members of mine are going through a tough time at the moment. I got in contact with Latrell to go out to his private property to connect with our culture again and try and put a smile on their faces and have a bit of fun as well. I can't wait to go out there and finally play some footy. Like I said before, I'm really sorry from the bottom of my heart. Thanks, guys. Mitchell added, Firstly, I just want to apologise for my actions the weekend. I've been up here with family for the past five weeks practising social social distancing stuff. There's a little bit of a slip-up. Fox Adokar reached out, has his cousins who are going through some stuff in Sydney, so he wanted to get away to the bush and make sure they were getting culturally connected again. That was the whole part of the concept of this weekend. I wasn't here to break any rules or hurt anybody. We're not being selfish. I couldn't turn down the brothers in their time of need. On behalf of Foxy and all the mob, we do apologise. Gee, I tell you what, 
you'd almost believe it if you if you didn't know any different yourself. Now, uh, finally, the Warriors look set well, to train. In we're not being selfish, but you guys can all stay indoors while we go and have our cultural uh, <laughs> go out camping. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Absolutely, and to basically use a a cultural setting as the reason why they went out. You know, really, really, and truthfully, it doesn't quite wash with me. Now, just speaking. Of another team, the Warriors look set to train in isolation for the next two weeks in New South Wales after being granted federal government exemption to travel to Australia to play out the remainder of the 2020 NRL season. Australian Rugby League Commission Chairman Peter Valandes has told the APP tonight the Australian Border Force have allowed the Warriors to fly into the country and they could touch down in Australia as early as Sunday. The league will now meet with New South Wales State Government on Tuesday to gain approval for the Warriors to self-quarantine in central New South Wales. If the request is rejected, the Warriors would reportedly have to isolate in a hotel for 14 days, which could delay the competition's reboot by a fortnight. That's the next step of the puzzle, the Landes told APP. The border security have given us exemption for them to come in, and we couldn't go to the state government until we had that approval. We've now gone to the state government to get the approval for them to train while they're in quarantine because it's no risk to the community. It means the NRL has moved one step closer to ensuring it's May 28 restart. We'll see all 16 teams included. And given the Warriors already set a precedent for such a move last month, Philandes is confident the rest quest should be approved. They have had five players come to replace the players that went back to New Zealand on compassionate grounds and they allowed to stay in a facility and train similarly with what we wish to do now, the land they said. And that's uh, League News for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much, Stephen, for that update. So, moving on to Formula One and the French Grand Prix is postponed from its 28th of June date, which was highly expected after the French president had banned all mass gatherings until mid-July. Uh, it looks like now that the first race of the season is likely to be um, the Austrian Grand Prix on the 5th of July. Um, and then they'll race a second race at the Red Bull Ring on the 12th of July, uh, which is where the Austrian Grand Prix is held. But obviously, they'll call it a different name. Um, after that, they're looking at moving to Silverstone for the British Grand Prix on the 19th of July and race the following weekend again at Silverstone on the 26th of July. So uh, two back-to-back -back races at the same racetrack, um, first off in Austria and then in the uh, then in England or, or, or Great Britain, uh, to kick off the season in July, looks like Formula One's current plans. In tennis, um, they are going to have a virtual Madrid Open on the old playbox. Um, playbox? No. Oh, dear me, I've got an undone. Show my gaming PlayStation. Show my name. My gaming lack of knowledge there. Um, sixteen men and sixteen women are going to be in uh, the two singles tournaments. Um, uh, jokingly, already Andy Murray and Rafa Nadal claimed that he hadn't uh, been practicing. Andy Murray laughed at him um, during a, uh, a chat. Clearly, uh, these are very competitive people, and um, uh, apparently Nadal has been training three to four hours a day uh, on the old PlayStation for to, for this tournament. Um, both tournaments have got a prize pot of 150 euros, um, which will 150,000 euros, sorry, um, which will go towards um, uh, go towards players who are lower down the rankings 
um, because obviously their lack of they're unable to win money at the moment and uh, they need money more so uh, the, the champions will, will decide how it is distributed um, further down the sport finally um, grassroots sports is coming back obviously today is level three so golf uh, lawn uh, bowls um, paddling cycling all those sports are now back but not as we know it do check that you know that uh, the, the official rules before taking on these sports please uh, it's anticipated at, at level two which if we maintain level three uh, we will hopefully get there soon um, we'll be seeing the return of professional sports but obviously that will have to they will still have to follow government guidelines around meetings of people um, at that level uh, and uh, keep the um, obviously keep things uh, well applied to any rules that all other businesses have to apply with as well um, this evening at 8 p.m we have mark watson or watto on the hash rugby chat he'll be talking about new zealand rugby uh, and uh, stephen harris will be the main host of that one so join us at 8 p.m for that um, and at 2 p.m we have the long talk um, with um, francisco from hawks bay he's a scrimmaging coach there so do join us for that long interview at 2 p.m. today. That's what's on New Zealand Sports Radio. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. with the morning sports briefing. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.